This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Sitting in for Libby Snymer, here is Bob Comsick. Good afternoon and welcome on this... Uh, I don't want to say gloomy-looking Friday, but kind of a gray day. Uh, Do you feel in the festive mood, or has this weather got you off maybe a little bit, or you're the type that doesn't let that sort of influence and affect your world, and you're still able to go about things uh, differently, whether regardless, whether it's like this or sunny or snowy, given we've got another weekend to go, and you know who drops by the, the house or the condo or, or what have you is uh, Old St. Nick. 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Now, Chris did mention there, just uh, before signing off on the news, about some of the things you may wish to talk about. Well, you might want to discuss the mayoral powers that seem to still uh, rub uh, some voters uh, the wrong way when they they see what Mayor John Tory here in Toronto, as well as the the mayor in Ottawa, the powers that they've been given. And uh, according to Doug Ford, eventually it looks like other mayors in this province will have, uh, if not identical, then similar powers. Uh, Some people think it's the thin edge of the wedge, not a good move. Others are of the opinion that it does make sense for the mayor to have a little bit more authority, if you will, that he simply shouldn't be, uh, shouldn't count as one vote on council, given how many people may have voted for him or her versus in a particular ward for a councillor. So there's that side of the argument, that side of the thinking you might be on or you might be opposed to. Maybe that's something you want to talk about. Uh, at City Hall this week, uh, there was also the the talk about, and this was on with, with Libby and guests earlier in the week with the new Toronto vacancy tax. If you're a property owner in the City of Toronto, what do you make of that? Do you like it? Do you understand the the thinking behind it or totally opposed? Maybe you'd care to weigh in on that. Talked about the weather, talked about the time of the season. Uh, Whatever it is, this is the day of the week when it's you on the soapbox. You get a chance to call in and not miss out on having a chance to share some thoughts that you might have because, as you know, in listening to the show, you know, there are times where you like to listen and, and sit back and see what some of the expert guests might have to say. And that might get you thinking about, well, you know what, I'd really, uh, let me weigh in here. Well, today you get to dictate. This is a day of the week where you get to dictate what's to be discussed. And thus far, it looks like a lot of you are more interested to see what I've got to say. Well, you know what? I'd like to hear what you have to say. 416-360-0740. Toll-free, 1-866-744-740. This is a day of the week where you get to set the tone. You get to weigh in. Maybe it's something in the news today. Maybe it was something earlier in the week. Might have been a, a couple weeks ago. I mean, when I've filled in before for Libby, there was a period there where I remember one show in particular, everybody, it seemed like, wanted to talk about the Freedom Convoy. That wasn't even on anyone's radar that day, that week, or whatever, but it struck a chord. So maybe there's something that is bothering you that you've always wanted to kind of get it off your chest. Maybe it's a pet peeve. Maybe it's a seasonal pet peeve. Maybe it's just some type of pet peeve. 
here's a chance for you to say, you know what, and you might be interested to know others may agree with you, might have a different opinion, and thus we strike up a conversation, and it is uh, a lot more interesting than uh, simply me doing my uh, my Vegas routine here. Really, you, it's not pretty. You don't you don't want to see that. No, no, you definitely don't. So let's go to Margaret in Etobicoke. She's the first one to uh, to step up and join us today. Margaret, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Bob. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am a little frustrated, but I I, I um, actually have a have a uh, um, a comment to make, and then maybe a proposal if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, I received the uh, property tax uh, declaration form on Wednesday that uh, Libby talked about, and that I know has been mentioned on the news a couple of days. I'm a blind homeowner, so I phoned the Toronto 311 like I was told to do, and was directed to um, visit a website which is not accessible for blind people. Mm-hmm. So. I contacted 311 again today, waited for two hours, went through um, three departments before I got somebody who gave me the uh, email address and phone number of um, an accommodation department here in Toronto where I could make my concerns uh, noted because um, when I explained I couldn't use the website, they said, well, that's okay, we can send out a print form to you. And I said, but I can't read the print form, I'm a blind person, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be the only blind person in Ontario, or sorry, Toronto, um, to have this concern. My proposal is this. If I could somehow get you an email for Zoomer Radio, I'd be more than happy to share this, this um, contact information, and then other people who have the same situation might be able to submit their concerns as well, and maybe we might be able to get some accommodation made for us. <laughs> okay, well, what we'll do before you, uh, before you do go, maybe Jeremy might uh, be able to uh, get the uh, pass along some contact information there to Margaret and Etobicoke, and maybe that's something that we uh, we could could have on hand on file, if you will, to help others. But uh, you said you had a point you wanted to make on that, and there was a suggestion you wanted to make that, as that well. Or a suggestion oh, about, okay. about the um, passing on the contact information. So I, I made the point and the suggestion. Okay, yeah. and. Um, and after all that time, obviously your concerns have not been uh, have not been addressed. So you're you're still wanting uh, wanting some answers here. So after all that time and effort, uh, no luck in in answering the questions you have concerning the uh, property tax. I should say the the vacancy tax, not the property tax, the the vacancy tax. tax. And like I say, I don't think I'm the only blind person or person out there who would have difficulty with websites, because I'm pretty sure there are people out there who don't, you know, have computers or who can't read print or whatever, and maybe not have somebody fill them out. So that's why I'm saying if... You know, it, it is a concern for me, but I'm pretty sure it'll be concerns for other people. So I'm thinking if, you know, um, the city gets enough of these, um, you know, requests or concerns or asked about, maybe, you know, something constructive might be done here. Okay. Margaret, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, good luck to you with regards to uh, the issue there, and hopefully that can be addressed sooner rather than later. And, and thanks for kicking things off here on Free For All Friday on Zoomer Radio. Appreciate okay, it. I'll wait for Jeremy then. Okay, thanks, Bob. Uh, okay, all right. So hang tight, and we'll see about Jeremy grabbing that. Let's go to uh, Ryan in Halton Hills. Hello from the Hills. How you doing? How you I'm, doing? Yes. I'm doing okay. Snowy Hills today. <laughs> I'm sorry? I said the snow is definitely out on the Halton Hills today. Oh, oh definitely, huh? Yeah, because... yeah, certainly there has been, yeah. Um, one of the topics that I was hoping we can discuss was the uh, recent uh, firearms bill that's uh, going on in uh, in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a rural Canadian. I live just outside the city, and, you know, I, I, I see a lot of um, divide between urban and uh, rural Canadians these days, and, I, and I'd like to see if there's got to be a way that we can reconnect. Um, you know, I know this big firearms bill that's out there, uh, right now is uh, is creating a lot of conversation. So yeah, with the, the whole thing about trying to establish exactly quote unquote what's a, a assault style weapon and what should Definitely. be allowed and what shouldn't be allowed. What's your take on this, Ryan? Here's you a know, chance. I, I think we got to remember that the, our country is built on um, on uh, hunting and fishing. Um, these are uh, you know recreational hobbies that are still amongst people today, and I know that. Uh, uh, the fact that most of the crimes are committed by guns smuggled over the border. Right. Uh, you know, the biggest concern here, I think, is they're, they're targeting the wrong people. Uh, certainly, I think that um, this government is focused uh, on the wrong uh, sector, you know, and I think there's a big divide. You, you look at uh, Alberta, they're, they're looking at trying to 
uh, negate this loss. So, I mean, my, my point is I think that we need to look at a way to back off and uh, revisit the definition and get some more expert opinions. Well, I yeah, I don't think this is anywhere near being uh, decided. And uh, even if there's a particular definition that some people such as yourself let's say, would disagree with. That's not to say that's the end of the conversation. That's something that could be pursued, and hopefully it could be changed to your liking. But not being personally one who hunts, uh, you know, but I fully can appreciate and understand that, and I can respect that, and I think that's something that maybe should be taken into consideration uh, when trying to come up with a definition here, because I agree with you. I think the problem is not the hunter. I think the problem is those who are getting their hands on on weapons that are illegal, that are being smuggled here. That's That, to me, is a no-brainer as far as the other aspect of the argument in terms of those who want to use it for, for say, hunting and, and fishing. Uh, you know what? I get it. And uh, I'd like to think if anyone is going to be careful to use a weapon, it's somebody who I think understands and appreciates weapons a lot more than I think the average person. And that would be, I would think, a hunter who would understand the danger that could possess if it's in the wrong hands and probably, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong, probably takes even more care and consideration to ensure that he, she, they, somebody else does not get hurt. So to me, it's Absolutely. a, to me, well, I mean, it's, it's great that you brought that up. I'd like to think that, uh, you know, um, we're all um, legal gun owners are law abiding citizens. There are some pretty uh, uh, strict rules on storage and possession, um, you know, that already currently exist today. And I mean, uh, when we're looking at um, public safety, I think they're definitely, uh, the, the crosshairs are obviously in the wrong direction. Uh, you know, our, our borders are like Swiss cheese. Uh, you know, people can, uh, are, are smuggling things through the border uh, on a daily basis, and I think that we need to really advocate for uh, more border security. Well, you know what, people such as yourself uh, who are able to eloquently state their position and do so in um, an, a considerate and thoughtful approach as opposed to an argumentative one, there's no reason that a sensible solution cannot be found. So it it should not come down to, you know, raising one's voice. Are you kidding me? How can you take that position? Because, you know, at that point, nobody gets hurt. Because right. all it is is people are just going to vent. It's just going to be, you know, raised voices. And who's really listening to anybody? Then you're not. Then all you're doing is just getting yourself or somebody else getting themselves worked up and nothing gets resolved. And, uh, you know, keep at it. Uh, make sure your voice continues to be heard. And uh, let's see if, if things can get resolved to your liking as well as to the liking of others who have a similar point of view such as yourself. I'm, I'm sure you. that... Thank you so much. Not, not a problem. Appreciate it. You have yourself a, a good day weekend. And if we don't talk again, have yourself a Merry Christmas and a, a safe uh, holiday season. And all the best to you and yours in 2023. Okay, let's go to John in Toronto. Hello, John. Welcome to Fight Hi, Back on Zoomer Radio. Hi. Yeah. Um, okay. I noticed uh, a common trait in this city. These people that are unionized, they get paid a lot of money. You can't fire them. That usually creates uh, spoiled black, kind of like a child that never gets um, slapped. And then he becomes a rotten teenager, then a rotten adult because he's never heard the word no. And he's always rewarded for bad behavior. Um, it's kind of like the last caller was saying, the good people are being punished, but the ones who should get the, I'm saying the word slap or punishment, are not. But the ones who are innocent are suffering the consequences. For instance, when the Green Hornets, or you call them parking... Parking uh, enforcement officers, right. Parking enforcement officers are on Holly Street, that's H-O-L-L-Y Street. They, they walk by all these vehicles, and they let these guys get away... There's over 20 vehicles. I have pictures of this, and they're, they're not residents. They don't live here. They're running over um, other people's property. They're tearing up the grass. They've run over the sign or not down the, the no-parking sign. There's blazing, brazen testers sit right in front of the no-parking sign with the police parked in front of them and no tickets being given out to any of them other 20-odd, and hmm. I have pictures to prove it. Hmm. And then you call the police, uh, this, what's it called, uh, parking enforcement dispatch, 
and you're there for four hours. I'm right, right there with my window, and they don't come. They don't hmm. come. Hmm. I'm tired of this. See something, say something in the subway. Well, at the bottom of Eglinton Young Station, at the bottom of the escalator at Eglinton Young Station, right. I told the supervisor, there are these guys are smoking, drinking, doing their drugs there. And um, they walk by, they look at them, and they keep on walking by. They go up the escalator. They, it's right in front of their face. See something, say something. I spoke to the supervisor. He, too, did absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. You call it in. I've called in over three dozen times over the past two and a half years. Nothing's being done. They don't pay their fare to get it. They don't pay their fare to get out. But they got money for crack, money for weed, cigarettes. Mm-hmm. They got girlfriends. Mm-hmm. The reality is they got money. So when you empower or enable sinful, bad behavior, you're encouraging it because you reward it. If they had to pay bus fare, they'd have no money for crack, weed, and their habits. You wouldn't be able to empower or enable them. Mm-hmm. But when you let them get away with murder, you're saying, hey, yo, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a place to hang out, commit crimes, steal bicycles, cars, and yes, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And nothing's being done about it. They're not innocent because they look like that. Don't, it's not a conscious of who can look more pathetic, but that's what it appears to be with these gullible, naive Canadians. And you call it into 393030 TTC, nothing's done. In fact, they debate me. Oh, well, they're just innocent homeless people. I said, you know them personally? Until someone ends up in their tracks four days later. Someone got slashed and stabbed last week. Now, there's another alleged incident last night. So these people getting paid 50 bucks an hour to do nothing, obsessed with all people unemployed, are having to express themselves on AM740. You know, I'm not laughing at you, but I see what you're saying, and I can obviously hear the frustration in your, uh, in your voice, and I, I, I can understand and empathize with your line of thinking because it's like, if this is not permitted, and there are signs saying this isn't allowed, and then yet you, who are given the position to enforce these laws, and you're not doing anything about it, then why do we have any laws? Why do we have fire half, fire only 12 of those people? We could, mm-hmm. those types of people, we could balance the budget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And, 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 and uh, speaking of voices, I remember your voice since I was a teenager, by the way. I remember your voice. Uh, thirdly, <laughs> Ms. Bernstein, my law teacher, said that if you, that the government, before the government turns on you, they get rid of your, your guns and they, they, they starve you because you can't fight with toothpicks. If you don't remember history, you can never repeat history again, the Bible land, Mr. Think Jefferson said. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, John, uh, I wish you all the best there in uh, in your neck of the woods. I know as soon as you mentioned uh, Holly Street, I know exactly uh, where that is, and uh, I, I know what you're saying. A lot of people just not wanting to pay the parking, so they'll quickly go on a side street somewhere, try to time it out right before the parking enforcement person comes by, and try to get in and out without having to pay a thing. Uh, a lot of people play that uh, traffic eluding game. But they'll steal our jobs, though. Mm-hmm. Don't Canadians need mm-hmm. jobs? Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't Canadians need jobs? I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you. Uh, this is all being orchestrated by design. There's more people than there are jobs. There's more people than places to put them. That's okay. unintentionally. Like as Bernstein says, they make a mess intentionally. They act like they're the solution to the problems they overtly, secretly created. It's so true. Okay, John. Want to thank you for calling in and being part of the uh, conversation here on Free for All Friday on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Bob Compsikin for Libby Snymer and Frank in Ancaster, Ron Guelph, Kate Toronto. Don't worry, you're coming up right after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Sitting in for Libby Snymer... Here is Bob Comsick. Welcome back. And Kate in Toronto, thank you for being so patient. And you're up next here on Fight Back. Thank you. I'm calling in about the vacancy tax uh, thing. I certainly got a notice. And I'm just finding this is a great big waste of money because the city has a very simple tool to collect that type of information and that is with the water rates 
if the house is vacant or the condo is vacant, it's not going to be using any water. So why go through all this hoopla about the forms? They want information whether you have tenants. Do they think that the guy next door to me who's running an illegal rooming house is going to name all his tenants? No, of course not. But all the city has to do is look at each household that has to pay their water rates, and they can tell whether that place is vacant or not. That's that's what I'd like to say about it. Interesting. Maybe City Hall should be listening to some of its uh, some of its citizens and uh, some of its voters, and in this case, property uh, owners that uh, might very well have a solution. So that's uh, interesting for for consideration. So maybe somebody else wants to to weigh in. Kate, appreciate it. Thanks so much for waiting. I know we had you on on hold there for a bit. Appreciate it. Let's uh, next go to let's go to Frank in Ancaster. Our uh, friends to the west of uh, Toronto here. Frank, welcome. Oh, well, thank you, uh, Bob. Uh, I know I'm not in your local vicinity here, but I that's think fine. everybody in Ontario... Pardon me? I'm saying that's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, and but I think most of Ontario is in angst right now about uh, for its intention to sort of do a back turn and, and uh, have to, and I say probably have to, invade the Greenbelt with residential... And uh, we here in, in Hamilton are really at angst because we are now projecting to have about 800,000 people coming into our very zone here within the next 10 years. And I've, of course, I'm a long-standing uh, Canadian in my 70s. I've seen it all, and I've, I've seen we haven't grown by population as intensely as we're going to because of immigration's been prompted up because we need to get people in into our country to back up the skilled labor force and that's one of the reasons that your former caller was a little bit uptight about the fact that we need to employ uh, our own canadians well we just don't we won't have enough canadians to fill jobs but the case in point is that my point is where else are we going to go we are snug behind between two great lakes uh, geographically um, the I just mentioned our community is poised to have to expand uh, pretty aggressively, and people in in our territory here, most people are, are vehemently against uh, eating up the farm uh, land, and and sh- and maybe we should be, but uh, there's no other way we can turn here, Bob. There, uh, the time will come. Well, I, I my vision is. Whatever happened to New York, metropolitan New York, many uh, once upon a time? They, 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 they couldn't expand laterally in that area, even up in upper state New York, and they started to just go skywise, skywise. And now that, that the solution, it seems, here in, in where I live, in, in Hamilton, and, and mostly it's going to be through Ontario, is that to just fill every gap you can and, 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 and with vertical housing, put people into the sky. Well, and I don't think that's a very good way of looking at things because, you know, in the, the amount of clear sunshine on a clear day in Manhattan is very, very minimal. And this could be another uh, return of the same kind of a, of, of a environment right here in our own southern Ontario. So what do you think? You know, I, I think there's, there's no choice. I think, and now what they're talking about, they're talking about to delay it, to try to... Um, fill every spot possible that's going to take a lot of time to, in order to get that then sooner or later we're going to be right back in, in in our laps is going to be we can't go any further then we go laterally again now if we wait this long and i think that the planning has always sort of sat back and, and, and everything that you do tomorrow costs less than it does today in order to expand this uh community of ours throughout ontario for residential if we don't do something to do to use the best way we can do it now outside of, 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 of making a complicated jamming people together, um, I think we're going to find out that in, inevitably we're going to have to be facilitating residential from pretty much uh, Coburg right around through the Niagara Peninsula going as far as Lake Erie. Hmm. And it's going to happen. And I think people have to be have to realize it's just because of your heart. You, you, you say you don't want to have people having to be uh, uh, non-ample housing, and when you don't have ample housing, of course, up goes the price. 
So I can't see anything. I just get people's input as to where else could we go? What else can we do? And I think it's very, very limited that this is not going to happen whether we like it or not. What do you think? Well, it you know, there's one of two ways, right? Which is, like you said, you go horizontally or you go vertically. And uh, I don't know, at, at what point do you say, uh, you know, put up the... Uh, no room sign or no vacancy, and sorry, no more people allowed in 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 the province. At what point do we reach that point? Uh, is that something that we've ever thought a day like that might ever come? Because there's just so many people uh, coming in. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I don't. I, it's just obviously not that uh, cut and dry. That's why there's so many emotional. Uh, I guess sides to this coin. I mean, really, there's only two sides, right? Which way do you build? Do you do you build sideways or do you build straight up and down? And uh, at what point do you say, okay, enough, stop? Because there just is no more room. I don't know if I we ever reach that point. Bob, I, I I just don't think we can be liberal enough to say just stop. We we have to carry on, and and it, it's going to happen uh, as long as our population increases and. And the fact that uh, people cannot get housing uh, intensifies the the problem as well, because um, in prices go up and the unaffordability is being attacked onto this very um, planning misplanning situation that we won't have anything left for people to or where, where people can live. Uh, it's going to be you know it's going to be rather catastrophic to tell you the truth, um, because once we Put it, put people in, and jam everybody in. You're, you're in, in Toronto, as we know now. People are vacating Toronto to move out because of affordability, and they're going to small towns: Cambridge, Air, uh, um, you know, Elmira, and 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 those areas are all. Whether we like it or not, they're the green belts that we don't see. Those areas are already building up, mm-hmm. and they're not going to be too expensive for that. That sort of like uh, escape. And the only other way to go is into, is into the green belt. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I just don't know if it's going to be a, a solvable to anybody like me, and particularly affordable. Okay. Well, you know, this is obviously a sensitive one, as the government has proposed, uh, Frank, that uh, lose some of the acreage, but give it back uh, elsewhere in terms of where the green belt is concerned. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see just uh, how this thing can uh, can get resolved. But I think there's uh, going to be... Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, Frank. I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to just... Uh, could There should be... Some indica- if, the, if the government wants to pose this, the the reality of this, and let's say the the uh, necessity of this, how much food do Ontario's Ontarians actually farm and eat and depend upon in Ontario? And that that which we go into a winter, we import. No, we, don't get me wrong. We don't like to import food that uh, during an inflation area where it's more and more higher, higher price. But I'm going to give you one, one, one sort of a strange, strange example. This is not, it's not in Canada, and people are going to say, well, that's not Canada. But if you take upper state New York, I did a little bit of research, and I found that upper state New York, now, now this is not including Manhattan or going into New Jersey, there, there, were, there was about less than a third of the amount of usable farmland in that area than there is in Ontario. And yet people there survive by obtaining food. I, I, no, no argument. It's, not, it's, not, it's a lot easier. Uh, uh, cost of eating, food down there is cheaper, but it's still a cost. I mean, we do import. We, we, we have natural... Well, this is where we're getting into a little bit of economics here. We have natural resources in this country that could buy us food brought into the country in a comparable trade situation that we just don't seem to have the ability to get up and, and, and prove it. Uh, our oil sands are stuck in the, in the mud and we have the ability to buy across the world food to foot, to feed ourselves because we are just like the, the, the Brazilians are able to do it with coffee. Mm-hmm. So you see where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I just think that we're, we're not looking at the full map here as to what the resu- resolution would be. Should we have to, uh, uh, take the farmlands, and we have to, to, to live in. We're, we're crammed between two great lakes, and I think there's no other turning the corner. And we go up north; it's too cold, and that's what's happening in this country. And the lower, lower ends, the lower parameters of, of, of Canada is are going to be overpopulated because we are a, we're we're proving to be a great country to live in.
Yeah, that we are. So I'll leave you at that. All right. I appreciate it, Frank and Ancaster. My thanks pleasure. so much. You take care. Ron in Guelph, welcome. Ron, hello. It looks like we've lost Ron. I guess uh, Ron's patience uh, ran out and thought, okay, well, maybe another day. Let's go to, is it Tibor in Woodstock? Hello. Yes, it is. How are you? I'm good. Okay, what would so, you like to weigh in on? Well, the first, uh, first caller I heard on here was the guy about the guns and stuff like that. Right. And I like to uh, keep it simple, stupid type of thing, mentality, that what people are always fighting, oh, you have the right for a gun and this and that and everything. What, what use, what do you hunt with handguns? You hunt other people. Mm-hmm. Long rifles, you, you, you hunt game, bears, rabbits, whatever, mm-hmm. survival and for getting the environments uh, on farms and stuff like that. So they try to, the government always tries to bunch everything into one thing, and they should just ban handguns. And they are banned, but I have it on a good, reliable source that some of the Toronto cops won't even bother uh, if, they, if they make a traffic stop with gangbangers or whatever, drug dealers, supposedly called, supposedly accused drug dealers. They might be having a gun on the passenger seat, in plain sight, and they won't bother with them because they don't want to have a shootout and this and that and everything. So some of the stuff that's already on the books, use it, and, you know, common sense. But where where's it gone? Well, we, we're both old, and we both know that uh, it's all not that common. stuff is gone by the byway. That's right. Common sense isn't anymore. It just isn't. Yeah. It's you know, I know we we sound like a couple of guys there saying "get off my grass," but it's 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 not that. It's just we know what common sense was and what it is. But do you see enough of it? No. Uh, I I bet you uh, if uh, some people want to weigh in on that, and they can tell you, and they can tell me if uh, if it is more common than we seem to think it is. Uh, not so much anymore. Tibor, thank you. It's, it doesn't seem to be common from the actions that are happening in society. No. So okay, I'll agree. I'll okay, agree with yeah. you on that have one. A gr- have a great weekend. Thanks uh, for letting me vent. Not a problem. That's the whole idea, right? I mean, it's free for all Friday. This is a day of the week you get to call the shot. What you'd like to discuss. It's not that I've got any guests lined up here today on any particular topic of the day, of the morning, or of the season. It's whatever you want to discuss. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. Let's go. I think we've got Ron in uh, Guelph. Are you back there? Hello, Ron. I'm back. I came back. Okay. Like a boomerang, you're back. Okay, okay, go so ahead. Three weeks ago, you were on on Free For All Friday, right? Yeah, I can recall. And I saw this noisy cars. I'm wondering, are we going to be talking about somebody who agrees or disagrees? So what's your take okay. on them? Well, first of all, I was actually in Michigan when I was listening to the station. And I, was, I could get the signal clear. I was uh, halfway between Detroit and Port Huron on 94. But for whatever reason, um, I tried to phone through and it wouldn't go through. Huh. Well, you got through today. So, I got through today. Anyway, um, so somebody was complaining about the noisy cars. Well, um, I can speak with some authority on this. I go back. I'm a, a guy from the uh, 60s with the muscle cars and whatnot. Okay. And the cars, some of the cars designed now all right, actually have a what they call a performance exhaust on them. These are not the hot rod um, foreign cars that uh, some of these guys prefer to uh, make noisy and they don't do anything. They just make noise, but they don't make any power. Mm-hmm. The Mustangs, the Challengers, and the Camaros all have a performance exhaust system, which is slightly noisier than a quiet car, but it actually adds to the horsepower and efficiency of the engine. Mm-hmm. So those guys uh, said that's what my main comment was that. There is a reason for some of these cars, even the newer ones that are slightly noisier. Yeah, but no, sorry, go go ahead, Ron. No, go ahead. I was going to say, here's here's how crazy it's been for the people of my generation. Uh, The new Dodge Challenger, they're coming next year. They're coming out with an electric Dodge Challenger, and they've gone to the point of uh, doing something which a lot of people said they would never buy an electric car because they can't hear it. 
Have you ever heard that one before? No. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't want to buy an electric car. I can't hear it. I don't hear anything. Uh, I, yeah, I see what you're you're saying, but personally, um, I don't know. I'm just this is me, and this doesn't mean it has to be uh, anyone else. Personally, I don't need uh, I don't need a car to make a lot of noise. I was never one. I guess I was never much of a uh, a gearhead. I didn't uh, not much for under the hood playing around with any vehicles I've owned over the years, and I've always preferred maybe not necessarily quote unquote electric vehicles, so you don't hear a thing. But I just kind of like the quiet. That's that's me. That's that's well, where I'm some at. Of the guys, uh, some of these characters, I I hear them. I'm in Guelph. I'm in Toronto, and. Um, I said, if they think they're making their car with more horsepower, actually, the noisier the car it is, the less power, and everybody equates all the horse. I my cars are not quiet because I'm looking for efficiency, mm-hmm. and that actually I can get more efficiency if it if I can hear it just and it rumbles a little bit. But on my cars, my truck, and make nowhere near. The noise that some of these vehicles do, especially if you're in downtown Toronto, mm-hmm. it can be deafening when the with the echo of some of these really noisy cars out there yeah. and motorcycles. Oh, the yeah. big Harley Davidsons. You must have heard the big Harley Davidsons. No, yeah, right of there. course. Yep, yeah. But then that sounds like a motorbike, not those uh, wannabe uh, uh, motorbikes out there that uh, sound like they're going I don't know how many kilometers an hour when they're not, but they just zip around. Uh, they're, they're, I, I find that noise of, of a bike like that more, uh, I guess, bothers my hearing more so than a Harley does, because I guess it's the, the low rumble and that of a bike versus the ones that uh, sound like they're, uh, I don't know, bumblebees well, you know, on, on is, steroids. In Toronto, yeah, you have to have a policeman that would have a decibel rating thing, yeah. because uh, it's hard for a policeman to uh, come along and say, Okay, I say it's noisy. You're going to go to court, and the court is going to say, "Where's the proof? What proof have you got that this yeah. thing is noisy?" Well, yeah. if the policeman just says it's just my opinion, then no, that's not proof that your vehicle is that that noisy. But there are decibel ratings that the city of Toronto can go by. It's a bylaw. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, you're right. They need the uh, the technology to be used to uh, in order to get a reading, right? So. Well, to enforce the bylaw, yeah, they, yeah. they need to be able to do it. Well, with the technology, um, right. It. Yep. Okay. Anyway, All right. there it is for today. Okay, Thanks. Ron, I appreciate it. Thanks. Have yourself a, a good afternoon and a good weekend. Fred in Milton, Barbara in Toronto, Barry, North York, you're next on Free For All Friday. Fight back on Zoomer Radio AM 740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer. A free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Sitting in for Libby Snymer, here is Bob Comsick. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us here on this Friday. Barry in North York, you've been extremely patient. Thank you, and your turn. Well, Bob, you're doing a great job to name people that are waiting, then they know how long they're waiting, and it's acknowledgement, and that's terrific. It's a good idea. You know what, and, I, and hold your thought, the one thing that, I mentioned earlier about pet peeves. Maybe people have pet peeves. When you're put on hold, I don't mean here. I'm talking about if you're trying to get in touch with someone and you get told, well, you're you're going to have a bit of a wait. I love the businesses, I guess, with the technology they use, where you're given an idea how many minutes you have to wait, then it's your decision. Do you want to wait or do you want to call back versus listening to the music going on and on, and by the time they get to you, if they get to you, you're so beside yourself, you've probably forgotten why you called in. I mean, exactly. uh, anyway, and I'm sorry for... a number, too. Sometimes they say, well, you're number 10. Yeah, okay, well, that, and that even something. Give me an idea. 
You know, don't have me waiting in the dark. Anyway, I'm in the dark enough of the time, so don't uh, let's not add to it. Anyway, uh, let's uh, please, Barry, continue. Okay, well, mine's short and sweet. During this Christmas and holiday season, I have a question. Why can't we just greet people with Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, instead of just Happy Holidays? Because Christmas is not just a holiday for Christians. It's a special and important celebration of Christ's birthday, so it's pretty important. That way no one's offended and everyone's included. Well, seems simple enough, right? So keeping it simple, but uh, anyway, but... A Merry Christmas uh, to you and yours, and uh, nothing but uh, all the best. Never mind, nothing but the best. All the best to you and yours, and uh, may next year be so much better than this year. And if this year was a good year for you, then uh, I wish you even uh, more health and happiness next year. So Thank you so much, Bob, and Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Let's go to, let's see who's been waiting here, Barbara in Toronto. So, Barry in North York, uh, appreciated the heads up to give him an idea, and I told you you'd be coming up, and uh, there you be. Your turn. Go ahead, Barbara. Oh. Your turn. <laughs> um, happy holidays to you. Thank you and to you, too. I'm also calling about that vacancy information right. that the person said that they have the water bill. That's a correct thing. Why are they creating another database? And the other thing is, if that database that they you created got hacked, we're all in big trouble. Because mm-hmm. all they're going to tell us later that it's hacked two years or ten years ago and not at the time that it's hacked. And then we got identity theft. They're not going to look after us after we got identity theft. They're going to just send us a note and says, oh, we have identity theft. That's it. The other thing is, if he wants to check for vacancy, why doesn't he look at Toronto Housing? which he's responsible for, and check all the vacant spots that they have there, and all those people that go on six weeks holiday, and ten weeks holiday, and six months holiday. And then he will be able to house those homeless people that he has out there. There's a lot of vacant spots that they have, vacant units in Toronto housing. And along Sherborne Street, all those houses that they have that Toronto housing owns. Why don't he look at that? Why is he coming after us that have already have a list of us. He already have all of us having the water bill. What else can he do about it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Barb, thank you. You're, That's you're... his list. He doesn't need us to fill in. And what about people that do not have a um, computer to do that stuff? You've got to mm-hmm. go and expose yourself to somebody else, your own story to someone else. It's unfair. Anyways, have oh. a good evening. And a good day, and happy holidays to all of you. And a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you and yours as well, Barb. Fred in Milton. Hello, Fred. Hello. What's on your radar here today? Well, I've been trying to get through on this um, gun debate times before, but there's one um, thing that people keep forgetting about taking away all the guns and, and stuff like that, and that is if we were attacked by some other group, say the Chinese or whoever, that wanted our wheat fields, there's 13.5 million guns in Canada. If we turn them all in, who's going to defend the country? They don't have 13.5 million guns available for anybody else. It's like trying to attack the states. They got 350 million militia because everybody has a gun. Mm-hmm. So you 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 know you have a militia in ten minutes. So where where's your where's your position then on on the gun laws? You you don't think anything should be done? You're happy with them? Not happy? What what needs to be changed? Well, they're a, restricting and and banning all kinds of rifles and stuff they don't need. You can actually go up north and apply for a um, handgun permit. For safety reasons, if you're in uh, grizzly or polar bear country, uh, you can get a handgun, which is good use for it. So, uh, yeah, I I think you should just leave it well enough alone as it was, um, because they're they're not giving you the correct information about uh, these guns. Now, are you talking about the... Uh, you're talking about rifles and for for 
uh, hunting purposes? Or are we talking about, as one of the, the people, when they called in, one of our listeners called in and talked about handguns are only good for hunting people, and uh, he, he doesn't have a have a problem with that. What's your position on when well, you're talking about you, you can use the handguns for target shooting. Many people do. Keeps their uh, eye in order when they're shooting, right? They, mm-hmm. they uh, shoot targets, usually off-season. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like I said before, you can use it for, for defense if you go into um, uh, areas of remote areas. Mm-hmm. You know, you may not be able to get your rifle out in time, but you probably had mm-hmm. uh, access to your holster uh, very quickly if a bear suddenly attacked you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And, well. uh, and these uh, other things about AR-15 and assault-type rifles, they're all the similar ca- uh, calibers that have always been used. And if these people have assault rifles and use them for hunting, they're also um, could used to defend themselves in a militia should the Chinese decide to, or any other buddy wants our, our wheat or something because, you know, food is getting scarce in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we haven't got the uh, the army. Uh, there isn't enough of them to uh, uh, defend us. Okay, Fred. Appreciate that. Thank you for your contribution here today. Have yourself a good afternoon and a merry Christmas and uh, and a happy New Year, Ron in Etobicoke. Welcome to Free for All Friday here on Zuma Radio's Fight Back. Bob Comsick in for Libby's Nimer today. Go ahead. Hi. Hi. I'm calling about the vacancy tax, mm-hmm. and um, there seems to be a bit of a recurring theme here. You know, the majority uh, is uh, annoyed about something that doesn't affect them at all and uh, or doesn't impact them at all for the few uh, bad actors out there. Mm-hmm. And um, Vancouver went through this, and it looked like it made a difference of about 1%. So the 99% here in Toronto, if you take that model, mm-hmm are being asked to do something that is none of their business, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but, as, uh, as some of the, a couple of the callers, Ron, pointed out, maybe this is something you agree uh, agree with, and they're saying there's other ways of knowing if a, if a home is vacant or not. I mean, look at a water bill, for example, or whatever. I mean, there's other ways to do it instead of uh, what could some could be of the opinion that it's a, a make-work project. Well, that's what it looks like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we know whose idea this was? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent. It could be a, a staffer or staffers somewhere at the city that, as you uh, suggested, might have uh, taken a look at the situation in Vancouver, saying, "Well, they got a problem out there as well with prices and whatnot and affordable housing." So. They tried it. Let us try it. But as you have pointed out, it doesn't seem that uh, to affect as many people and don't understand the the logic. So I'm I'm not sure. I know that's a roundabout way of saying, and I don't know. I have no idea if uh, whose brainchild this is yeah. locally. I don't know. Well, yeah, you know, uh, somebody pointed out well that you know they were blind and they couldn't uh, they couldn't process this. Well, I thought, well, what about all the people who don't have computers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the first thing that struck me when I opened it and I looked at it. I said, oh, of course, you know, you have to go online. Well, OK. Um, but uh, and I know so many people obviously do have access and know how to use one. But still, you're right. It, uh, what about all the ones that still don't and uh, couldn't be know, bothered? This, the city knows where these places are. You know, in the news, I had it pointed out to me this morning in the news there was a, a fire at a house, and the point was made that it w- had been vacant for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I live in the uh, in South Etobicoke, and uh, I can show you all the vacant houses. Everybody knows what they are, which ones they are, and you know the city can't come out and look and see. They, it's obvious. Yeah, yeah. You can. I think you can tell a home that's uh, clearly been left to just, uh, you know. It, it's an eyesore or whatever, and you can clearly tell that uh, it has not been maintained or kept up. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it seems pretty straightforward. But, uh, again, 
as uh, one of our callers pointed out earlier, common sense just isn't all that common anymore. So <laughs> there, there, go, there goes that argument. I know yeah. it seems like beating, uh, beating that thing to, to death, but uh, it's just one of the many sayings that uh, seems to really summarize a lot of things that uh, we're experiencing these days. Yeah, you know. Well, we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, no, it'll be uh, interesting to see if this might be tweaked in some way, uh, Ron, or if they might attempt to do something else. Uh, who knows? We'll have to see. All right, thank you so much. Have a good afternoon. Merry Christmas to you and yours. All the best in uh, 2023. All right, and it looks like uh, the caboose on this train today here on this radio train is going to be Anthony in North York. Tick tock, tick tock. We got a couple minutes, if that, Anthony. Go ahead. Hi. Yeah. My my, my uh, topic today is like the Queen. Like um, I, I kind of understand. Like you want the Queen as uh, your monarch of Canada, and uh, she provides like a lot of history. But how come her, her her ancestors have never been held accountable, like for her participation in the slave trade and so on? Like it's oh, well. it's kind of ironic, like. I mean, I mean, even during her tenure when she was alive, I mean, it wouldn't have been that difficult for her to, like, issue an apology, right? I mean, I think she would have been held that more, much higher, eh? In higher and higher regard, higher esteem. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, one, that's, uh, that's one we'll never get to, uh, to deal with as she's no longer with us. And I think the, uh, the royals have uh, other things uh, to be concerned but I, about. I am, like... I understand, like, colonialism, everybody, uh, like, was under some form of colonialism, like, all throughout the world. I understand that. But that's the the only issue I have. I hope, like, the new king, maybe he'll issue some type of apology. I mean, like, it's, uh, I don't know, I mean... Well, we'll see if it's we'll see if it's on uh, King Charles's uh, radar or if it's and, uh, not a priority for and him. And you know another thing, like politically correct, people always say snowman, but they always forget to mention the snowwoman. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> every time snowman, snowman, nobody yeah. ever mentions a snowwoman or a snow person, snow person. Okay, Fuck. very good. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, uh, Anthony in North York. Have yourself a good afternoon and a good weekend. We got about a week from now. We've got we've got Christmas, Hanukkah, all kinds of holidays coming up. There's been uh, so many issues for everyone to deal with on their own personal levels at uh, this time of the year. But it is nice to be able to maybe just park some of those uh, issues, put them aside, and just to really enjoy the people that you have in your lives and uh, just stop and be uh, mindful of that and appreciative of, uh, of that and uh, just put everything, park everything aside for, for the next little, next little while and just enjoy each other's company. Anyway, Bob Comsick in for Libby's Nimer. She will be back on Monday. Have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy. And we'll be talking to you later on this afternoon on the news. But first, we'll pass things over still one more time for Christine Ross, who will take care of that for you here on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.